Welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos Dallas Mavericks podcast. I'm your host, Lawrence Brooks, and I'm here with my super co-host, Corbin Ford, back to break down another Dallas loss. <laughs> um, <laughs> almost, I almost wanted to say win just out of reflex and had to catch myself really quick. But, uh, but nonetheless, Dallas, it was a very, very ugly defeat. Um, Dallas ended up losing 110 to 80, and everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But before we hop into that, let me tell you guys about our premium tab over at Fantasy Pass. There's no such thing as pre-draft season. And as here at Sports Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun. Our expert analysis are turning out important lessons learned in draft analysis on incoming rookies so you can get a jump on your prep because who doesn't want to be ahead of the game? We all want to win. We are looking for an edge. And this is the edge you need. We'll have an incredible free agency and summer league coverage as well, but only if you're part of our premium member team. Head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. I mean today, not yesterday, not tomorrow, today. Um, do whatever you got to do, but it's only $5.99. You guys should grab that if you're trying to win. Hopefully I'll see you there. That being said, so Corbin, I mean, the thing that stood out most to me was the fact that they just the, the supporting cast wasn't supporting this <laughs> this game. And I talked about that last game in terms of the supporting cast really support casting. <laughs> and in this game, it was the complete opposite. And I always get really nervous about um, games where teams go crazy and they just go nuclear and have this otherworldly performance. And then they either got a one, back it up at home, which is possible. But rarely do they do that. But then the dreaded I have to go away from home game where you just got done playing at your absolute best. And now you got to go try to mimic that performance on the road. And it usually falls flat on its face. But I was hoping that that wouldn't be the case this time. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from this game um, as you were watching? I mean, at first it seemed that the Mavericks came out uh, Lawrence with the requisite energy needed, but then it, it, it didn't take too long to realize that the offense was uh, left in Dallas. You know, they didn't catch the flight. And um, as the game kept going, I mean, Jason Kidd said himself, like, Devin Booker and Chris Paul were going to keep coming, right? And the Mavs didn't match that. And it, it ultimately came with those games that, like, the, it became a throwaway the tape kind of game. Like, I started tuning out by the second half. I was like, all right, third quarter, the onside continues. And, I mean, by the time Marquise Chris got into a Bismarck beyond, I'd already almost turned the channel. Yeah, and it, it's crazy because they were right there. And I mean, in the first quarter they came out, they they it almost as if they got off to the start. They basically mm -hmm. where the saying goes, you know, you start off where you left off. Yep. And you know, they were making shots. They even they had a lead after the first quarter. But from then on out, it was literally all downhill. And I mean, just to kind of put it in perspective, um, they had obviously the dreaded third quarter. The entire second half, they got they got ran off the floor 61 to 34. But then even specifically in that third quarter, they almost had as many turnovers as they had points. And I had about 14 points in, in double digit turnovers. And I mean, it was just one miscue after another that continued to snowball. And when you look at the scoring, obviously we know Luca, he he would he had 28 points and 11 rebounds but only two assists 
and that's not and that's not common for him and that's not common for the team when it comes to assists um the lack of ball movement but the lack of shot making as well and I mean you look at the rest of the starters they only combine for eight points total I mean you're not going to win a game playing that way and it was just very reminiscent of the first two games in Phoenix. I mean, they've played so poorly in Phoenix. And ultimately, to win this series, they're going to have to muster up a one win there. Obviously, this could this is a closeout game coming on Thursday for Phoenix. But, you know, with the hopes and assumption that Dallas pulls off that win, they will have to come back to Phoenix and win and right all the wrongs that have been going on in this series. And furthermore, they only had 80 points. They've been averaging 103 points per game in this series just overall. So that shows you how anemic they were offensively. But, I mean, they also didn't provide much resistance defensively either. Um, Do you think that this is a more of an offensive issue for them in Dallas, or do you think it's a defensive issue in Dallas? I mean, I'm sorry, in Uh Phoenix. That's a very good question. I think ultimately, I think it's it's kind of a mix of both, as they say, right? But I would lean more to the offense because what we were talking about before, first two games, heading into that house, Luka needs more help. Luka needs more help, right? We said we're getting much from Jalen Brunson. Spencer Dinwiddie has been AWOL basically this entire postseason, but more specifically uh, the second round. You know, he had his moments in Utah, right? Um, you weren't getting a lot of production outside of Luka Doncic. So go back to Dallas. The role players wake up. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie's like, hey, I'm here. Jalen Brunson becomes the guy he was from first round. Uh, Davis Bertans turns to Pejan Stojakovic for a hot man. Like, role players step up and they contribute offensively. Go back to Phoenix and they all disappear again. And it's Luka and a lot of nothing as the Mavericks go down in flames. So I think it's the offense that's been the biggest issue. Defensively, I mean, Phoenix scored a lot, but the game was already kind of decided. And the fact that Dallas couldn't muster enough offense kind of aided the the lopsided score that that was. But defensively, I think the Mavericks have at least a base level that will be able to compete against the Suns. Offensively, they don't come with any more of that type of fight and and, and multiple players putting in, you know, timely performances like they did Dallas. It's going to be – that means it's going to be a – it's going to be the end of the, of the postseason for them. They need to bring that back in Dallas, which I'm more optimistic of because it is the friendly confines of home. But then somehow, whether they need to, you know, bottle up that special sauce or do something, Jedi mind trick, they need to bring that with them back to Phoenix for a potential game seven. Because I think it's the offense more often than anything else that seems to be unfit for travel. Yeah, and I mean, it even starts with Luka, right? I think, so this is, if I'm not mistaken, the second or third game where he's shooting under 50%. I mean, even when you look, I mean, obviously you look at the final stat line. I mean, he was a minus 17 for the game, but 28 points, 11 rebounds. You would say, you know, face value, Luca didn't have a bad game, but he shot two, I mean, 10 for 23 from the field, two of eight from the three-point line. A lot of those were step backs that I thought were just, uh, were just a due to poor shot selection, but he's shooting under 50% from the field. He's shooting under 30%, under 30% from the three-point line. And that's not going to cut it when it comes to your best offensive player. So he's going to have to fall in line. And so some of these have just been outliers in in terms of the rest of the team has been saving him because Dorian Finney-Smith has shot it so well. Reggie Bullock has shot it so well. And um, and you've still been getting steady contributions from guys like Dave Bertans. I mean, he was, even last night, 
He only played 19 minutes, but he was three or four from the three-point line. So you could say he came in and did his job. I mean, he's there to make shots, and that's what he did. But they're going to need him to make shots, and I think ultimately that can help them defensively because obviously making shots gives you an opportunity to set up your defense. And in a lot of those shots last night, when you're playing on the road, those long misses are just – that's just gasoline on the fire because they're going to get out in open court. They're going to make open threes. They're going to get to the basket. And it just provides so much momentum when you're not making shots that it's hard to overcome that, especially against a team like Phoenix who just spreads the ball around so well and has multiple weapons in the open floor. You can't afford to shoot this poorly and expect to stay in the game or even ask your defense to be of significance because it's just you're put at such an unfair advantage. So I think that it will be very important not only for them offensively, but to make shots so that they can get back defensively and set up in what they're trying to do. Oh, absolutely. You made an amazing point. Like, in terms of the wrong team to try this on, it's definitely Phoenix. They're a team that will thrive in transition. They don't necessarily like to play with a lot of pace in that end, but they will take advantage of it in devastating fashion with all their guys being able to get up and down the floor. Um, And you're right, on the defensive end, they like to wreak havoc as well. So, yeah, if there's one team that you want to limit your turnovers and play uh, more toward the style, like you said, Lawrence, it's it's the Suns. You don't want to give them these opportunities to then put salt in the open wound that the Mavericks become in, in, in Phoenix. Yeah, and so looking forward to game six, obviously we know they have to make shots. I'm going to assume that being back at home, they're going to have the energy they need to push them forward. But in this game, they just they they looked just a step behind everywhere. And something that looked like it 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 at least disrupted them to some degree was the fact that they went, you know, they they bench campaign and JaVel McGee inserted Biombo and Landry Shamit to kind of navigate some of this pick and roll action that's been happening. And it seemed to have worked. And obviously you could just you can point to everything and say it worked in this game. I mean, if you want, honestly, because Phoenix they had it clicking on all cylinders <laughs> in terms of they just got whatever what they, they wanted. wanted to get to. Um, Chris Paul had a weird game, but he at least had 10 assists, so his presence was felt. They had no answer for Devin Booker. Their supporting cast all chipped in and made shots. I mean, they had five guys in double figures. One of the guys um, came off the bench in Cam Johnson, but um, or excuse me, four guys in double figures. But they had everyone just make valuable contributions across the board. And so when I look at game, when I look at game six, Jalen Brunson is an, is another guy who's noteworthy in the sense that he's come to play and, and he's going to have to be a little better um, or, or at least stay consistent. But they're going to need shot making from other guys and the assist totals have to go up because I think when they're sharing it, I think it really provides a level of energy and a, and a level of involvement that makes it contagious in the shot making beca- becomes something that they can feed on. But in this game, it was just really stagnant. So I think when they get back to Dallas, they have to get back to that recipe of sharing the basketball, guys making open shots, guys being able to being able to look forward to it. Because when the ball's stagnant, it's hard to know when that next shot is coming, if that makes sense. It does. Like you said, you need to have the, the shot making is going to be the one thing that unlocks everything for Dallas' offense. Because if you do have Dorian Finney-Smith knocking down threes in the corner. 
You know, Maxi Kleber being able to space it out to the wing. Luka Doncic being able to operate in space with an undersized defender on him. That forces Phoenix to make pick-your-poison decisions. And if they're at home, which, I mean, they will be, hopefully the shooters for Dallas will come through. But that will give the Mavericks plenty of opportunities to man- to, to manufacture and capitalize on the mistakes of Phoenix or the calculated risk, rather, of Phoenix. So you're right. You do want to have guys knocking down shots that way. Mavericks trust each other to work the ball around the rotation, find the open man, and trust that they'll knock down that open J, you know? And it was the bread and butter for the Mavericks in games three and four. They need to go back to that type of style. And you need to hope that you said, I'm looking immediately at Jalen Brunson as the next man up, but I would love to see Spencer Dinwiddie game. You know, even if that's 15 points and eight assists, just timely baskets, uh, a nice guy to take the pressure off of Luka, something we haven't really seen from Dinwiddie since round one. And excuse me, even then in only limited minutes. So we need more of that. And then if we can get, you know, let's say three threes apiece from Finney Smith, Maxi Kleba, and maybe even a guy like Bertans, that will be enough. I think I'm going to put a barometer as this. If the Mavericks hit 18 threes, I think they get it. Yeah, that's a really good barometer. I mean, I, I think even if they can, I think if they can hit the 15 mark, I think they'll be in good shape. Great shape. And, 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 and I mean, you pointed to something that's, that's very important because looking back at game, game five, Reggie Bullock was 0 for 3. I feel like that the attempts need to go up. He needs to be around seven. You look at Maxi Kleber, he was one for four. I feel like he needs to bump that up a couple of more. And then Spencer Dinwiddie was 0 of two. He's got to take at least five. So I think these you got to take them to make them, right? But I also think that, you know, if you're going to take them, be ready to make them. And I think that's going to be really key in game six. And obviously coming out with energy, because as this series continues to, to extend, you know the starters are playing very heavy minutes. The Mavericks don't play a long bench at all. And so, you know, having to make shots and then defend, you're asking a lot of these guys. But at home, you should at least have the home crowd behind you and have that type of momentum and that type of energy to propel you in the direction you're trying to go. So hopefully they can do that and get this series back to Phoenix. But when they get back to Phoenix, they are going to have to face this, this monster, this ghost, whatever it is that's holding them down and making them play so poorly in Phoenix, that's going to be their ultimate test is can they get one in Phoenix? And so really anxious to see the, the kind of a, um, I guess, chess match, so to speak, people that are much smarter than us on this game can break it down even more. But I think it really just comes down to are, are they making three point shots? Are they sharing the ball and are they defending? And you can't, and it's hard to defend when the ball is not going in the basket and you're allowing um, runouts. So they're going to have to make shots. I really think it comes down to that. Listen, it was it was a classic um, once in a show opportunity there, Lawrence. You know I had to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's I'm all good. Go I, I know it happens. I know it happens. I mean, oh, and that's man. that's how it is when we're online. Online is not a perfect place, and so we just no, roll no. with it. But that being yes, said, but that being said, <laughs> I think you know they had an an outlier game in game um, four where they where they were over the moon productive then they had an outlier game in game five where they were over the moon unproductive and so we'll find the happy medium in game six and i think they should be able to to get this thing back to phoenix but no matter what they're gonna have to win in phoenix and i think that's the biggest um test of them all that is the obstacle there i mean you know i'm gonna actually piggyback off of what you just said there about having one well not piggyback but kind of throw it back to you in a different way you said you know they've had uh extreme outliers right very good very bad you're predicting, are we predicting a win in Dallas for game six? I feel like we got to go out. I mean, now we get into the crunch time, you know, we got to put it out there. Um, 
we got to make this thing happen. So I just, I, I'm curious. Are you, are we saying, are we saying that we think that um, Dallas is going to pull this out and, and bring this thing back to Phoenix? Yes. I think, I, I think, Dallas, All right. I think Dallas is going to get it back to Phoenix and that's not just speaking or catering to our listeners. I genuinely believe that mainly because I think Luca can will this team at home to a victory and then get this back to Phoenix. And Phoenix is still a team that's trying to figure it out themselves. I know they went to the finals last year, but they're not out here sweeping teams, and they're still a young team that's learning how to win um, closeout games as well. I know they're 4-0 closing out games at this point, but, man, I just think I, I think the world of Luka, and I think he's not going to go out on his home floor like that. So I'm going to go with Dallas getting a win. It's going to be a close one. I think they win by four points. Ooh, I like it. I was going to say five because I know Phoenix is going to come out <laughs> And do their best to say, hey, listen, let's let's they look at they're looking across the, the ray and they see, you know, Golden State potentially putting the finishing uh, touches on Memphis, putting out the misery early. Like, hey, we can get we can get some rest, too, and get ready for the Western Conference Finals that we saw back in, you know, January. And meanwhile, Dallas is like, you know what? Nah, we're going we're gonna to come out and represent. I can see it being a tight game where, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at five points, bro, but I am pumped and excited for what this matchup looks like, man. This is going to be a fun game six. And it's going to lead to a tenth game seven, but I'm with you. I don't think it's catering to the to the to the clientele here. Although, listen, you know, sports ethos Mavericks fans are loyal Mavs fans, and we love that. But bottom line, like Luca at home and the Mavericks at home have been a different animal all season long. We've seen them do it both times in the postseason against the Suns. We saw them do it last um, last round without Luca for some of those games. Yeah, they've proven that in Dallas they can get it together. The problem remains taking it outside of that and seeing if it does travel, uh, namely to the value of the sun. But we'll get to game seven, you know, when game seven hits there. We're not going to – it's going to happen. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. So that being said, thank you all for listening. Um, Please download, subscribe to Sports Ethos Dallas Mavericks podcast. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Mavericks and my personal Twitter account, LBSaidit. That's L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. Corbin, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Corbin NBA. Um, just everything I'm doing, all my projects, uh, NBA, WNBA, it's all there. And as always, bro, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, thanks for dealing with the, the mutant hiccup. Everyone who listens to a show, man, I do it once a show, no matter who I'm with or regardless of the platform. So I'm just staying on brand here. But, uh, hey. you know, <laughs> I love it, bro. I appreciate you, man. Hey, man, it's like a Luca step back. We might not like them all, but at some point you got to accept it because that's who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so with that being said, thank you all. We'll see you again. Game is tomorrow night. It will be at Dallas. So let's go. Everyone be safe. Go Mass. <laughs>